Blog Talk Radio. My name is Tom Marquis. I am El Presidente. I am your captain of this ship, and over the next 90 minutes or so, I will guide you through the murky waters of sports. And we got a lot to talk about today. March along, sing along uh, with the Army to an- and also to Anchors of Way, my boys. This year's Army-Navy game is today one of the most exciting games of the year especially if you're a veteran like myself, have a military history and a military family, or just all around support the the academies. Um, Of course, we know the Air Force won the Commanders-in-Chief trophy. We're going to get into the breakdown of that game today. It's back in Philadelphia, and so we're going to be breaking that down with my good friend, Adam Jividin, Super Browns fan, Buckeye fan, Guardian fan, and super-duper Cavs fan, and... uh, has a little corner of the world on the balance sports uh, cast.com called Jimmy's Den. And so, and we're going to also talk with him a little bit about NFL today. Tony, I mean, and Tony Donahue from the Tony D podcast and burnoutsports.com is also going to join us to talk to NFL and NBA. Ed Kratz has other engagements, not able to join us today. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. Yeah, it's Army Navy. Go Army. We'll be right back. On the other side, we'll get things started right here on the Balance Radio Network. component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow, they're It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board. Do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is 
great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Pique, which of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been passed through their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Today is game day for Army football. But for the Army, every day is game day. Are you still there? I think we lost you. 
123rd time uh, in, at the Lincoln Financial Field. Um, and like I said, the Commander-in-Chief's trophy is not on, on the line. So we'll start with you, Adam. What are your thoughts uh, on the Army-Navy, on both the history of the game and, and uh, certainly uh, what's going into this game? And then we'll break down the X's and O's before we get into some of these bowl games. Yeah, you know, I, I think, like, the Army-Navy game is just – it's one of those things where you're giving, you know, young men that are choosing to serve their country – their opportunity to shine stage nationally that they wouldn't otherwise normally get. Um, as we all know, the vast majority of these men um, will go serve um, following their um, time uh, with the team. And, and it's just, I think it's one of those things that like, this is when sports is more than just a game. Right. And, and I think that's the thing to keep in mind. It's awesome to see, they're two. They're they're rivals, sure, but rivals in name only. Um, there's immense respect between both programs, um, on the field, um, off the field, and, and and ultimately, you know, while there's, you know, nothing on the line, I don't believe either team with a win can become bowl eligible. Um, uh, Army camp for sure. None of that, none of that matters, you know. And mm-hmm. so from that perspective, it's. This is one of those it's, – it's, it's a great game to watch every year. The other thing that's really cool about this game in particular is every year it seems like the teams roll out, like, really cool jerseys. And in particular, uh, you sent me a picture. Uh, Navy's, yeah. um, Navy's helmets are an homage to NASA and the moon landing, and they are freaking sweet. Um, yeah, they are. There's been 54 astronauts that's graduated from the Naval Academy in Annapolis, so uh, they're honored that. And every year they do do a, uh, uh, and the Army does too, but I don't know what they're doing. Uh, but every year they honor a, a particular, uh, and these are collectible helmets. So you know the the players get to keep that these helmets, so they'll be able to keep them forever. But if you're able to ever find one to buy on any Army Navy uh, football helmet. Very, very expensive. And like I said, it's one of my favorite sporting events of the year. I mean, obviously, I, I have the Super Bowl and I have the Daytona 500 and the Indianapolis, so I have a list. But this is certainly one of my favorite sporting events of the year. Army, Navy, this along with the Air Force, of course, is, uh, being, is the only games where the players on the field are willing to die for the people watching the game. Just gives me chills. And as, as, as they say in the military, range is hot. Uh, so it's today, uh, December 10th. Uh, 3 o'clock, Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. You can catch it on CBS. Um, or if you're on any ship, you can catch it on the Navy radio network. You can also catch it on the U.S. Armed Forces radio network, which I used to work for them for a while. So that's a pretty proud thing. Also, Westwood One is carrying the Navy uh, side of things. So, guys, go Army. Beat Navy. That's what I'm saying. But let's let's go ahead and let's break down what's going to happen on on the field. And you know, like you said, a, a win will not send the Army to a bowl game. If the Army pulls off a win against the Navy, it will take down its, its rival, which will be great. Uh, but it, it will finish the regular season with a three three straight wins to reach six and six. However, that's not enough to earn bowl eligibility for the Knights, as as their two wins against the FCC opponents. And only one uh, is counted toward the six wins needed for bowl eligibility. So no matter what happens uh, today, uh, this is the last game of the season for for both teams. So uh, Navy has improved over the season. So we'll go ahead. We'll start with the Navy. Let's break down the the Navy and the midshipmen, Adam. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's kind of the key is what you pointed out the at the end of that preview is that both teams have been getting better as the, as the season has gone on. Um, I know that, you know, both of these teams over the years always run non-traditional offenses. Um, so we see a lot of triple options. Um, there might be a completed, like, a, a, a total number of passes of, of 20 passes completed combined between both teams. Um, and really these games always come down to kind of what you had mentioned earlier is who makes the least amount of, of mental mistakes, right? Um, both sides get massively hyped for this game 
And what can tend to happen is you see like a first quarter where both teams are kind of just like trying to overcome nerves, trying to overcome, um, you know, the adrenaline rush of, of playing in the Army-Navy game. And, and I think this game in particular, I'm looking at this and both teams look pretty evenly matched. Like when you look at them on paper, it, it's, it's really like razor thin, the, the, the margin of difference between these two teams. My question is going to be who's going to handle that pressure in the first quarter of the best. Um, and I think, you know, Army, as you mentioned, is, is, is looking to, to win their third straight. Um, the more I dug into this game, the more I, I'm like, you know what, I don't know that – you asked me last night who's going to win. I was like, I think Navy's going to win. And then the more I dug into this game, I'm like, you know what, I think Army's going to win this game. Um, <laughs> I just – I think I think Army coming off of you know consecutive wins is really looking at at closing out their season, heading in the right direction, trying to establish momentum for a 2023 campaign where they have the opportunity to become bowl eligible next year. Um, I, I think that, that the way that uh, that that Navy, I, they're, they've seemingly shot themselves in the foot in a variety of different ways, um, kind of throughout the year, and I think that's going to happen. We'll see some sort of maybe, you know, like late turnover, um, or or a, you know, like uh, just maybe a, a series that's a quick three and out following an Army score that would lead to kind of the tide turning. So I see this game kind of following the script of what it has the last several years, it's close early and then mm-hmm. somebody makes that <clears throat> crucial error and then the other team just ends up pulling away late. And this year I feel like it's going to be close actually through maybe two and a half, three quarters. And then that's when Army's um, endurance, that's when the, that kind of war of attrition. And I think Army's got the fortitude needed to pull out the win this year in the Army Navy well, I tell you what, I, like I said, it's an exciting game to watch. There's an incredible trend in in the games between service academies. It's really impossible to ignore. Since 2005, the under has gone 43-9-1 in games between Army, Navy, and Air Force. That includes a, a run of 16 straight unders, under the heading to into this game. Uh, so will that streak continue today? As I, I'm a betting man, somewhat, you know, I'm a, I'm a high roller. We do five, ten dollars, whatever. Uh, yes, but. Uh, uh, you know, there is no uh, real hard, clear pick on this. But if we're going to go with that trend of the under, the prediction is the under is thirty-two and a half, and that would go to Navy. If you, if that, if we roll with that, if we roll with that trend, uh, forty-three nine and one in the games between Army, Navy, and Air Force, the the under is thirty-two and a half. That prediction would go to to Navy. But you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Throw all that out the freaking window, Adam. Army's going to win this game. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a close game. I, I mean, you know, I, I think a lot of people's money is on Army. My money's probably going to be on Army. But even if you're – I'm just saying if you're following the betting trends, the end is 32 and a half. Any final thoughts on this game before we move on to some other stuff? <clears throat> Sorry, it broke up for a second. Could you repeat that one more time, Tom? Oh, I, I, I was just saying that uh, any final thoughts on this game before we move to other things? No, no. I just I was just saying, again, this is the only game today um, that that's going to have any sort of – like this is the kind of – like I remember watching the Army-Navy games with my dad. So, you know, mm-hmm. grab grab your kids, sit down, and, and watch the game that that is different than any other every year and just enjoy it. Absolutely. If you're going to pick one college game to watch, well, first of all, what in the world's wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. But if you're going to pick one college football game to watch in the season, this is it. Uh, so let's let's check that out. So it's time to get into the bowl, bowl conversations and the, and the bowl talks. Uh, so certainly we, there's a lot of bowls uh, going on, obviously. And uh, I still think that, that uh, you know, uh, Tulip Bowl Cleaner would be a, a good – Sponsor for for one of one of those, uh, but 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 predominantly we'll be talking about the New Year's Day uh, bowls, and we've got a, there's a lot of games to, to talk about, but but you know we can work our way backwards uh, as we we do have a little bit of time, uh, but certainly we want to look at you know the New Year's well, 
not really New Year's Day, more like Sunday and Monday, but I mean Saturday and, and, and Monday. Uh, so let's just kind of go through some of these uh, bowl games. We'll start with what's going on on Saturday with the Music City Bowl. Iowa versus Kentucky, that's at noon. What are your thoughts on that game? So I think this is this is an interesting game. It's literally a, a, a game of a team that has no offense in, in Iowa. Can they score enough points to, up, to, to beat Kentucky? I don't know if this is being upset. I haven't checked the betting line. Um, Kentucky does have Will Levis, who despite having a really subpar season, everybody's like, he's still a top five pick. If, if you're a top <laughs> first off, if the Colts draft Will Levis, just take the next, like, five years and throw him out the window because he's not so you, good. You mentioned that to me offline, and I'm, I'm curious on why you think that because he's hot on everybody's radar for uh, – well, not maybe not for not, – not necessarily for the Colts, but a top-round draft pick. Just a few more minutes. Yeah, you know, he he's up there because, like, they look at the quarterback landscape and the guys that are draft eligible, and there's not a lot of other really great quarterbacks, right? There's kind of four quarterbacks listed as potential first-round picks, and I personally don't think two of them should be first-round picks. The first two are Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Um, I've seen C.J. now almost having a Justin Fields-like slide down the draft board. Um, he's had a good season. They're like, but he hasn't had a phenomenal season. Um, okay, fine. If that's how you feel, Okay. Um, but everybody that's saying Bryce Young is, is legitimately guaranteed to be, you know, a top 10 quarterback, he's 5'9". Like, at what point do we recognize – like, we kind of took the whole height rule and chucked it out the window for a few years with, like, guys like Baker and Kyler Murray and Tua. And you tell me, any one of those has – I mean, they've had, like – all three of them have had like a season or two where they look good, and then they'll have the rest of their seasons where they look terrible. The league has figured out Kyler Murray. The league has essentially figured out Baker Mayfield. I don't care what happened on Thursday night with the Rams. That was Josh McDaniels laying an egg again. Um, and and then and then Tua is showing up amazing numbers because he's got the best fastest receiving core in the NFL, headlined by Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Like. I, I, and so, and so Levis is coming in here and they're saying, well, he's a big, strong quarterback with a big arm. Dude's been in college for forever. That's my concern if I'm the Colts. This guy, who he is, is who he is. He's not going to improve. There's no margin for growth there because he's like 24. He'll be 25 going into his rookie year. He's almost as old as Justin Herbert. That's the problem Talking. I have with the weather discussion. Talking with Adam Jividen, our college football co-pilot. Real quickly, before we get into these, these playoff talks, let's talk about Alabama versus number nine, Kansas State. I think this is going to be a good matchup uh, in the Sugar Bowl on Saturday, December the 31st. Uh, I would love to see Kansas State win this game. I, 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 I think if we read into the tea leaves, this is going to be a, a bowl game win for Alabama. At least they're not in the playoffs. At least they're not going for a national championship. But I do like Kansas State in this game. It would be a fun a fun matchup. Um, but I, I think that Alabama has a little bit too much uh, firepower than Kansas State does, and they'll win that Sugar Bowl. <clears throat> I mean, conceivably, yes. On paper, yes. The question is, is who plays for Alabama? Is Bryce Young going to play, knowing that, you know, he has his – draft future ahead of him is Will Anderson, the, you know, superstar defensive end who's also in the same boat. I think that's the question that from, for, for, from now until the 12-team playoff comes, teams would be in. But when the 12-team playoff comes, you'll see more of these superstar players playing the bowl games. But right now, you're going, okay, does, does Alabama have some of their draftable players play, or do they take a game off? Um, like we've seen players do in the past. It happened last year in the Rose Bowl for Ohio State when both Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson sat. Um, it's happened for a lot of teams. Alabama came in with playoff, you know, hope. They didn't make it. So usually a lot of those <clears throat> stud, high-ranked, draftable players choose to pass on the bowl game. If Bryce Young and Will Anderson play, I think Alabama wins. 
if they don't well, play, get... that's going to be a good indication of Alabama's headspace, and I think Kansas State wins. Well, I think Alabama will win. Uh, I think it'll be close, but you're right. Let's see who where it comes down to. All right, let's get into this uh, college football playoffs. Uh, there's really only one team in the playoffs that I probably did not predict to, to be there, but hey, the cards aligned. Uh, number two, I will start with the Fiesta Bowl, and that's uh, number two Michigan versus number three TCU. That's the team I didn't think would be in the playoffs. I thought we would be talking about some other ones, i.e. Alabama in in the playoffs. But gra- great for the uh, Horn Frogs. Um, there again, I, I think that uh, that uh, the Michigan Wolverines is a tough team. We've seen them play hard, and I wouldn't even be surprised if if we see a, uh, a Michigan-Georgia uh, national championship. We'll get into this in a minute, but how exciting would it be to have a national championship, Big Ten, a representative between Michigan and Ohio? But let's start with Michigan versus uh, number three TCU, 4 o'clock on Saturday the 31st, as we begin to, uh, to see who's going to be the first team to appear in the national football championship. You know, this game is interesting because for a big chunk of the year, TCU had a high-flying offense, and then they kind of tailored off a little bit as the season went on. Obviously, they still finished um, the regular season undefeated, lost in overtime to Kansas State, which is what dropped them. I wouldn't even say dropped them. They were probably going to be in the three seed no matter what. Um, But I look at this game – as more than likely, and again, I'll say their name, Michigan's going to control the, the, the tr- both, both trenches, offensive line and defensive line, and I think they win this game. The thing that's going to be interesting is, again, is can TCU's defense get enough stops knowing that Blake Corum, the number one running back from, for Michigan and who has – who was one of the best backs in the country the entire season, is going to be out for the entire playoff run. They do have to defend against Donovan Edwards. If they can shut down Donovan Edwards, TCU could pull this upset. Now, do I think they will? I don't. I think at the end of the day, what we'll see happen is, is the, the line difference between Michigan and TCU will wear on them as the game goes. But I will say, Sonny Dykes, the TCU head coach, is one whale of an offensive mastermind. And who knows? I mean, he could pull a rabbit out of his hat and see, and 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 they could absolutely um, put up some points against against Michigan, and and then and then get Harbaugh's staff uneasy, knowing that they're going to be in a track race. They don't want to be in a track meet. They want to be in a grinded out kind of game, right? Where they pull away late. So, I'm going to say I think Michigan wins, but if this point spread ends up being more than a touchdown, oh, I I wouldn't I would I would be in I don't know that I would I would look at them winning by more than more than uh, maybe a touchdown, but not more than double digits. All right, let's talk about uh, number one, Georgia, and number four, Ohio State. And let's talk about the probabilities of a Michigan-Ohio State national championship game on on January 9th. Uh, but if we were just to look at chalk and just to look at paper, it looks like this is going to be a one-and-two game, uh, Georgia versus Michigan. But it would be exciting to see Ohio State in the championship game against Michigan. That in itself is worth the price of admission, no matter who wins. <laughs> so here's – Here's the thing about everybody assuming Ohio State's dead, including the own Ohio State fans, that you guys have been nothing but despicable towards your own team. Shut up. Here's the thing about Ohio State. For all season, we heard Ohio State's the most complete team in the country. Best offense, one of the best defenses. If you watched the Ohio State-Michigan game, Ohio State controlled the entire first half, just did not convert on some opportunities to put the game with a good distance away in the first half. Ohio State played one bad half of football all season. Unfortunately, that one bad half was against Michigan. They lost the game. Not saying they didn't lose the game. They did lose the game. But you can't play one bad half of football, and now all of a sudden you're like marginally given no little to no opportunity to beat Georgia. Lest we forget, 
Georgia almost lost outright to Missouri, like badly. Georgia has had multiple. Georgia didn't look good against Kent State. Pressure that Ohio State put themselves under to beat Michigan kind of just collapsed. Like they just they just kind of came under the pressure. Now everybody's picking them to lose. Last time everybody picked Ohio State to lose in a in a national playoff semifinal. I'm not going to count the uh, Ohio State Alabama national championship game because that was the COVID year, and like. We were missing seven starters because of COVID. It is what it is. But the last time everybody was predicting us to lose a game was against Clemson. And Justin Fields, granted, different quarterback, same a lot of you know, same coach. Some of the players are still there. We laid a hurting on Clemson. And I don't know I don't know that we lay a hurting on Georgia, but I I the people that are just automatically assuming it's gonna be Georgia, Michigan, I'm like, you are you are you're mistaken. Ohio State's <laughs> not going to go in and lay down. I think – I personally feel like if there's a team – if this becomes a track meet, keep in mind, it's going to be played indoors. Georgia has had everybody tell them for the last year and a half how amazing they are. I think this – if it's a close game, I think Georgia has – a little bit of an upper hand because maybe Ohio State would start to feel the pressure. Ohio State can jump out to, a, to some like quick points, and this becomes a track meet. Georgia wants no part of a track meet against Ohio State because Marvin Harrison Jr. That boy is going to uh, he is going to <laughs> be highly motivated after he finished third for the Blitnikoff. Third, he had the best stats of everybody that had the potential to win the award by a mile. And he finished third. Absolutely. So he's going to be highly motivated. <clears throat> I'm hearing Stroud's probably going to finish third in the Heisman, which is ludicrous. Um, you're going to have a pissed-off, highly motivated Buckeyes team. And when that happens and they can play loose, they can beat anybody. I think they well, it'll the be pressure against Michigan. And I think it'll... for the first time in history, we will have an Ohio State-Michigan game for the national title. But, yeah, but, I mean, just because of the rivalry, I think that's it. But also, when was the last time, if ever, has there been Big Ten, Big Ten represented, either team that wins is a, is a national champion? The, the last time a Big Ten team won the national championship? Well, the last two times was Ohio State in 2002 and then in No, when, when a Big Ten team played a Big Ten team in a national championship. Oh, I think I think the only time that that could even be considered would predate would be like an Ohio State Michigan game, but you're talking like the Bo Woody era. All right, we've been talking with Adam Jividen, our college football cohort. I know you got to go do your daddy duties, but real quickly, I wanted to throw a little NFL in the in the mix with you. How about Baker Mayfield on Thursday night <laughs> shutting up all the naysayers, me included? I was like. What 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 just happened in front of my eyes? Thirty seconds. It's yours. Talk with us about Baker Mayfield winning probably one of the biggest games of his career. Okay, it's not one of the biggest games of his career. He had the Chiefs on the ropes to go to the freaking AFC Championship game three years ago. Like all this hyperbolic talk of like, now could it maybe save his career for another year or two? Sure. Like I I don't have any ill will towards Baker. But I also recognize that I think the NFL has figured out Baker. The only person in the NFL that hasn't figured out Baker is apparently Josh McDaniels because that dude couldn't coach Madden on easy mode. Um, <laughs> for Baker. And, and this injury to Matt Stafford's pretty bad. So is it possible that the Rams, like, just keep him as their quarterback for, for the end, through the rest of the year and maybe look at keeping him on the roster next year? Sure. But let's, let's, like, let's call it for what it is. He beat a Raiders team that fell apart to Jeff Saturday in the first time he's ever been a head coach, period, (laughs) with only five days to prepare for the game. The Raiders are the worst coach team in the NFL, which is, I mean, that's saying something, because there's been some bad coaching, but Josh McDaniels has no freaking clue what he's doing. And, 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 is now and, and not only give up the game-winning drive, 
but they were up by like 13 points with two minutes left. I mean, it Jordan was just, or four minutes left. It was just, it was pathetic. It was a pathetic showing by the Raiders' defense and by their coaching staff. And 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 if and, and if Mark Davis, from everything I've heard, Mark Davis is doesn't have a ton of money to be able to like buy out Josh McDaniels. But the dude should be fired. He just won't be. Um, <laughs> but he's terrible. He's terrible. Joining us now, Adam is uh, Tony Donahue from the Tony D Podcast. He's going to help us uh, fill in some NFL slots for us today. Uh, Ed can't join us, and he's only got a few minutes with us. Uh, but welcome, Tony. Welcome to The Balance. How are you, sir? Good. How are we doing? Good, good. We were just talking about that huge win for Baker Mayfield uh, on, on Thursday night. Uh, now that he's with the the, uh, the Rams and charge. Uh, is he with the Rams or the Chargers? He's with the Chargers, right? Rams? Rams. Rams. Those L.A. teams get me mixed up. Anyway, great win. We watched that at the very end of that, and I was like, holy cow, did that just happen? A lot of people were saying that this is probably one of the biggest careers of Baker Mayfield. But as Adam was, was very much putting out, that uh, uh, Josh McDaniel's not a good coach. The Raiders aren't a good, good team, in, in, but – uh, Baker Mayfield got a good win. What are your thoughts on that game on Thursday night with Baker Mayfield? Uh, ugly. I mean, right. He, he didn't play the greatest. He had some good deep balls. Um, he, he he did make some good passes. He made a lot of bad passes as well. Um, good for him. You know, you kind of bring a spark when you come in the door. I think Baker is a guy that has gotten a bad rap just because of his, some of his attitude and, 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 and his persona when he was at Oklahoma. Um, I mean that's cool, but I mean again we're sitting here we're talking about a three and seven team and a four and whatever team. So uh, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, great. Uh, but who knows? And now all the Colts fans are saying, "Well, look, Baker can win games. Why can't we get him here?" So uh, yeah, you gotta be careful about a lot of these things. Be careful what you wish for. All right, Adam, I know you gotta go because I know you got a daddy duty. I appreciate you joining us. Any final words of wisdom, sir? No, everybody just have a. Have a great day. I will, we will be working on a more, more detailed breakdown of the playoffs um, for yep. the website here coming soon, so just pay attention for that. And uh, everybody have a great rest of your week. Absolutely. And uh, certainly check out uh, www.sportscast.com, our new website. We're having a lot of fun uh, with that. Well, Tony, I know we only got you for a short amount of time, and we do want to cover some, some NFL. Let's go ahead and put it on our homework card. Not impressed again by Matt Ryan. Uh, but uh, really, overall, I mean, we hate to say this as fans. I know I hate to say it as a fan, and I don't think any team will openly admit it and put out a press press uh, that says, "Hey, we're, we're mailing it in. We're, we're 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 playing for the draft pick." But at this point, the reality is that's what's going on with the Colts. What are your thoughts on on the state of the Colts, if you will? You know. The, the Jeff Saturday situation, okay, you bring a guy in and, and, and maybe you look for a spark and, and you try to get that fan base to come back and be interested. Um, that really, you know, happened for about a game. You know, they won that game and then that was about it. You know, they they they, they played okay. And really, I mean, that, that Cowboys game, they played okay until that fourth quarter. And it was the most embarrassing fourth quarter, not only in Colts mm-hmm. franchise history, Absolutely. I'll say in NFL history. You give up 33 unanswered points. You're down 21 to 19, and then you end up lo- you end up losing 52 to 19. I mean, just one of the most embarrassing performances you'll ever see on any form of football field. I mean, I've been to a lot of my nephews' pop Warner games, and the teams they play aren't very good, and they still can't put 33 points up on a quarter. So, um, embarrassing. If Jim Mercy, you feel embarrassed, you start looking into the draft for a quarterback, and I don't know if I can trust Chris Ballard to be the guy in charge to draft a quarterback for this team in the future. So I think he's got to go as well. So I was listening on local radio this week and, and um, um, what they were saying was when you, when you look at a, a uh, general manager of a team, their clock actually starts when they draft a quarterback in that Frank Ballard really hasn't drafted a quarterback. Hasn't had that clock start yet. His clock has got to start with whoever we draft with, with the quarterback. We were just talking in the last segment that the guy that I like 
that would that I feel like would be a good fit here at the Indianapolis Colts through the draft would be Loveliston from Kentucky. Adam didn't necessarily agree with that, but what are your thoughts? I know he's getting a lot of buzz nationally uh, of, of a possible landing spot here with the Colts. Obviously, still early to tell, uh, but what are your thoughts about Levinson from Kentucky being the next quarterback for the Colts? Is, is, is he the answer or is he not the answer? No, I don't think so. I mean, look, you're looking at a guy that hasn't done much. I know it's SEC, but it's not like he set the world on fire. I know that I know that they sent a lot of people down there to, to look at him and they've been scouting him, but I just don't think that he's the answer. You know, I like the guy out of Florida. Um, there's some other quarterbacks as well, depending on where you pick, but, um, you know, I don't think that – I don't think that that's you know that's somebody that's gonna gonna really turn your franchise around. You, you need a guy with the ability to scramble. You need a guy that has the ability to get out of the pocket and make some things happen. So, um, yeah, I would not be uh, I would not be on board with that. Well, let's go through some of these uh, uh, hot seat games that really have some playoff implications. Let's talk about the Vikings and the Lions. I, I think I texted you this, this to you yesterday, uh, but but the Lions are one and a half favorites against the Vikings. Um, to me, the craziness and saneness, but uh, you know, our friend on the show, Rick Rick, and big Lions fan, is a, is a likes the Lions in this matchup. If the Lions happens to get this win against the Vikings, uh, it's going to give the legal the Eagles a little little breathing room. Uh, but this this game, I, I, the the Lions have have turned on the switch. They've they found a little uh, flame to make it work. Will it be enough to push them on into the playoffs? I don't think so. But a big a win. You know, covering this one and a half over the Vikings would be be huge. But the Vikings are on the road against a a a, a team that has a lot of momentum and motivation behind them. Yeah, I think this is this is this is the fact that the Lions are at home. The Lions can score points. You know, this is this is because the Lions are a team that you know. I don't think they're one hundred percent eliminated just yet, but I think that they you know they're not going to make the playoffs as you mentioned. Jared Goff's been playing well. The Vikings are, are, are probably the most confusing, um, weird, you know, team with that record. You know, they come at the record of 10-2. and two. They looked good against the Vikings – or, excuse me, they looked good against the Jets last week, but then they let the Jets come back in the in the second half. You know, it was it was 20-6 to six at halftime, and then the Jets had a chance there at 27-22. Um, the Vikings have had a lot, of, a lot of time – a lot of hard time closing out games. They had to come all the way back to beat the Vikings – excuse me, Chiefs – to beat the Bills, they got blown out to the Cowboys. Uh, it's just very confusing what you get for the Vikings, and I think Vegas sees that the Lions got to come on and score some points, and the Vikings won't be able to to, to kind of match those points. And um, you know, this this is a stay away for me because I just you don't know. Uh, but yeah, the Lions have been playing pretty well. Let's talk about the Eagles and the Giants. Uh, of course, we've been talking a lot about the Eagles. Of course, Ed uh, it keeps us uh, very much informed with the Eagles. But the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, last week Ed and I were talking about possible MVP candidates, Jalen Hurts or, or uh, Patrick Mahomes. And he thought, you know, let's let's stick with Patrick Mahomes at the point. This week, him and I have been talking, his tune is starting to change. Jalen Hurts is playing at an MVP caliber, whether or not he gets the MVP or not. And certainly he's doing great for our fantasy uh, football owners as well. I like the Eagles in this matchup, but I also like how exciting the Giants have been able to, to, to win this year. Uh, this should be a really good matchup with some huge playoff implications, more for the Giants than for the Eagles. What are your thoughts on the on the Eagles and the Giants? Uh, yeah, you know, it's just a good division battle here. Uh, we'll see if Daniel Jones can can stick with it in New York. It'll be a cold game, but I, I do like the Eagles to win this. Chiefs and the Broncos, what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, the Broncos uh, not doing good at all. but <laughs> Yeah, Chiefs and a blowout. So Tom Brady does what Tom Brady does, and he did it, he, he did it this past Game last game. Now they've got the 49ers uh, on the road. Uh, can can Tom Brady still manage to pull out stuff out of his butt crack that nobody seems to figure out other than him? And I love his his post game how he started his post game press conference. It's just how he wrote it up. I mean, Tom Brady must be the luckiest quarterback on on the face of the earth, or or, or what? But uh, somehow here we are again talking about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Yeah, um, you know, nice game-winning drive there to kind of walk it off last week against a dismal Saints team. You know, Tampa Bay still on the verge of a wild-card spot. You had to go to San Francisco. That's a tough game. 
that the giant uh, that 49ers D is really good. Um, you will see who their quarterback is and, and w- with backup situations, but that defense is so good. They're going to have Tom Brady um, kind of on, on his heels, so I'll take the 49ers in that one. Let's move over to the NBA real quick while we only got you here for a couple more minutes. Obviously, the Pacers are fifth in the East. Uh, Celtics still seem to dominate the, the Eastern Conference with the Bucks and the Cavs, uh, but the Pacers have had a good showing. Uh, they're, they're above 500, I believe, at this point. Uh, so, uh, in, in, the, in the Philadelphia 76ers are on, on their heels, and of course, uh, the Nets are going to have something to say as well. But uh, at, at the end of the day, there's still the Celtic bill on top of the food chain and very, very handily. So uh, put on the Pacers uh, hat for us real quick and talk Homer Card in NBA East, if you will. Yeah, no tanking out of this team, right? I mean, Vegas had them at 22 wins total. They're already at 14. We're not even, not even halfway to the season, through the season. We're not even to New Year's yet. Um, it's been a fun Pacers team. They've had some health issues as of late. You know, we've seen Halliburton miss a few games. Um, and Chris Duarte is still out. Benedict Matherin has been uh, one of the best draft picks we've seen. He's in contention for Rookie of the Year. He was named the Eastern Conference Rookie of the Month in the month of November. Um, Halliburton is a star. Miles Turner is playing incredibly well. Buddy Heels is knocking down threes. Uh, I think he's still second behind Steph Curry in three-pointers made in the NBA. Um, this is just a fun team to watch. They're young. They don't know how to lose. Um, they don't, you know, they don't they don't give up. We've seen so many comebacks. We saw that Laker comeback when they were down 16 in the fourth quarter to hit a game-winning shot. Uh, we've seen comebacks against several other teams. Have a good test tonight against the Nets. Um, the Nets come into town. Kevin Durant, some of those, some of those players. But, but we'll really know where we are with this Pacers team uh, over the next several weeks. Because look, this is a very tough schedule that that starts tonight. You get the Nets. You get the Heat. You get the Warriors. You get the Cavs. You get the Knicks. Get the Celtics, you get the Heat, the Pelicans, the Hawks, the Cavs again. I mean, you look at this December schedule, and then the Clippers. These are all these are all playoff teams. These are all teams that are that are pretty Absolutely. good. So we'll really know what the are over the next couple of weeks. Well, you got certainly got to look at, at the Pelicans as being a dangerous as thing. Hey, uh, Tony from BurnoutSports.com hat here real quickly. Uh, IndyCar's new 100 Days to Indy docuseries series to air on, on the on the CW. Very, very excited about this. Obviously, NASCAR had their race of champions uh, this last season, which was very, very good. Have, have you had a chance to take a peek into this at all? Are you excited about this? Yeah, it'll be good. I mean, there was a lot of complaining that it was on the CW, and you know, yeah. Vice is a Vice is also a network that's gonna that's going to um, going to film everything, and they usually do pretty good. And then the, the press release comes out, and they mention the word NASCAR in the title instead of IndyCar, so. Um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people online that say, oh, well, IndyCar fans will bitch about everything. Well, we just we just bitch when people don't get things right. It's not hard to get things right <laughs> if you sit down True. and double-check the work piece of things. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it, 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 it promotes the sport in a great light, and hopefully it's something that people that are outside of IndyCar and that maybe don't follow it will catch on to and really enjoy. Well, today is one of my most favorite sporting events of every year to, to cover – well, certainly I have a list, the 500, the Super Bowl, all of that, but it's the Army-Navy game. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, along with the Air Force, are the only uh, games where the players on the field are actually willing to die for the people watching the game. A very, very exciting uh, game to watch. Army-Navy, I'm an Army guy. What are your thoughts on Army-Navy today? Take the under, man. But, yeah, the stories that go into it and everything behind the scenes is really what makes that football game. Uh, there's not normally a lot of points scored. Uh, over under a 32, which you don't see really ever in college football. So um, you'll see a lot of handing the ball off and a lot of rushing attacks. So if you're taking the under, you're going you're going with Navy, the way I understand it. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. I, 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 I'm an Army guy. I was in the Army, but my son was in the Marines, so I can I can see both of it. Uh, Tony Donahue of the Tony Donahue uh, of Tony D Sports. Uh, Try it again. Tony Donahue of the Tony D uh, podcast and burnoutsports.com. What are you guys working on? Working for clients? You're working masterpieces, sir. Yeah, just check us out, Burnout Sports. We've got a lot of racing stuff, uh, some wish list for 2023, and uh, we'll see what happens here over the next couple of weeks at the holidays. All right, buddy. We appreciate it. Have a good weekend. All right. Take care. Tony Donahue of the Tony D uh, Sportscast joining also Adam Jividen, our super college uh, uh, cohort, a super Buckeye fan. 
super duper Cavs fan and a super Guardians fan. My name's Tom Marquis. We're going to be wrapping it up on the other side right here on the Balance Radio Network. National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to Geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike... You know, dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle Coffee here? No, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted. So, I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is Masa Lekwa Piquet, which, of course, in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been past their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Okay, I'm in. Roger, sir. All right, team, here we're going to go on a five mile run to get warmed up. Hey, where's Navy? Hey, you guys start off on a slow jog. Let me get Navy. All right. All right. Come on, Navy. Time for a run. I'll catch up. 
It's one of the most talked about games of the year. The rivalry that goes all the way back to 1890. This is five things you don't know about the Army-Navy football game. game day. attachment to me and what it represents so take some time today enjoy the the army navy game the, the opening ceremonies are will give you goosebumps and the entire student uh, body it's it's just amazing to watch it's army it's navy honestly it doesn't get any better than this uh and just take some time to support your uh, your military and the veterans. <clears throat> like I said, this is the only time you'll ever see the players willing to die for those watching the game. Keep that in mind. Keep that in perspective. My name's Tom Marquis, El Presidente. But I do got to say, you know, I'm Army. Army all the way. Go Army. My name's Tom Mark with El President Tate. Make sure you follow us on the Twitter and on Facebook. Don't drink and drive. I'm out of here. Deuces.
with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.